Hello, and welcome to the Guardian Test Prep Back to Basic Podcast. My name is Dr. Christopher Seitz. I'm an emergency physician, and I'm here with my brother, Jason Seitz, who is a firefighter, paramedic, and RN. Together, we run Guardian Test Prep, an NREMT test prep company that specializes in helping EMT and paramedic students pass their national registry exam. Our Back to Basics podcast was created to make what are sometimes complex medical topics easy to understand and retain for students of emergency care. Please like and follow us on your favorite podcast streaming service, as well as on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you for joining us. Arg, mateys, today is International Talk Like a Pirate Day, and we do are doing a surprise podcast on pirate emergencies. Welcome to the Back to Basics podcasts. We'll be talking like this the entire damn time. <laughs> nope, no, we're not. Never agreed to that. But you are correct. Today is International Talk Like a Pirate Day, and we are going to teach you everything you need to know to prepare yourself um, in case of these types of emergencies. To protect your booty. All right, that's enough. No, we're not doing those. You <laughs> no. don't want to do the voices. No, right, no voices. Right. No voices. Yeah, welcome. This is the Back to Basic Podcast. You know us. I'm Jason. This is Chris. And today we're talking about legitimate pirate emergency. I mean, don't. this isn't going to be silly. Don't turn it off. Just because I'm wearing a pirate costume doesn't mean that this is a joke. Just because we both squeezed into child pirate <laughs> costumes for this episode does not mean in any way, shape, or form that this is not real emergency care. Pretty darn serious. That we're going to cover. All right. Do we have any sponsors today? We do not have any sponsors, but I do want to reiterate Guardian CME. Guardian CME is a new platform that we're launching in the next couple of months here to offer you 100% free CAPSI accredited content, both ours and uh, some content from some other really awesome resources or and content creators that we'll share in the coming weeks. We do need your input, though. Please go to guardiancme.com, put in your first name and your email address so that we can give you updates. We promise not to spam you. Uh, but we want to let you know when when things get launched. We're really excited about that. Uh, and yeah, so that's... We're also going to EMS World Expo. Oh, that's true. Yep. In Atlanta. October booth. October, October 4th through 8th. So if you listen to this podcast and you're going to be there, come visit us. Let us shake your hand. Maybe we'll invite you to a party we're throwing. We will invite you. Actually, here's the... Okay, this is what I'm going to say. Because this is going to release... The International Talk Like a Pirate Day is September 19th. This is going to come out on September 19th. So I'm going to throw this out there. This is before the expo. If you come and visit us at our booth and you reference International Pirate Day pod, the International Pirate Day podcast, we will invite you to a house party that we're throwing and you can have free alcohol on that. We're giving free alcohol? I, I will be. Oh, wow. If okay. you come and reference some rum, it, maybe it'll be rum, but you have to come and you have to come to the, you have to come to EMS Expo. You have to fly to Atlanta. You have to come to EMS Expo. You have to come to our booth and you have to say, hey guys, I'm so-and-so. I listened to your podcast, specifically International Talk Like a Pirate Day, and I'm going to say, cool, here's an invitation to our party. Come over. Captain Morgan. No, okay. Anyway. <laughs> All right. All right. So topics today. We are going to first kind of give you an introduction to piracy, a little bit about that. We're going to talk about some misconceptions about pirate tropes and why they had certain conditions. And then we're going to talk about the legitimate uh, conditions that pirates had and how you can look out for them in the field on your seafaring vessel. And uh, I like it. I like it. And, and how to treat them. They are legitimate, real conditions that can still happen today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very similar to our lightsaber injury episode. Yeah. No, it's not. These are real. Don't tell. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So a lot of the research that went into the, I 
I'm kind of embarrassed to say that I put more research into this podcast than I have any other podcast we've done before. But a lot of the research comes out of uh, the Australian Government Department of Health came out with an article called 15 Men on a Dead Man's Medicine Chest, The Weird World of Pirate Medications. That is or medicine. That is what kind of uh, spiked the interest and then launched me down crazy Internet research paper rabbit holes about all sorts of conditions. So. I like it. Um, first, uh, I just like to introduce ourselves. Like I said, I'm Jason. This is Chris. Uh, I am an expert in piracy, uh, for the reason that, uh, I'm going to actually, Chris, I got to you take a guess because this is, this is unscripted for you. Why you're I play an expert a game, in piracy? I play a game called Sea of Thieves. Oh my gosh. Okay. It's on Xbox. It's an Xbox exclusive <laughs> game. And I love the game. I've been playing it for, it came out, I think three, four years ago. Uh-huh. If you had to guess how many hours of play I have oh in the gosh. game. Oh my gosh. What would you guess? A hundred hours. hundred hours in mm-hmm. Sea of Thieves. That's what mm-hmm. you guess. Yep. I have 35 days and 20 hours of play. I looked 35 it up last night. 35 days? It, it, it's 860 hours of play on the game Sea of Thieves. What is wrong with you? I'm not even embarrassed <laughs> of it. I love the game. It is so much All fun. Right. And in fact, if you're a listener of this podcast, this is as far as I'll go. I, I, play, play, I play this game so much. I'll see you online, guys. My my gamer tag is J space B U R R D J Bird. That's my Xbox gamer tag. If you message me and just <laughs> with the text back to basics, I will add you as a friend and we'll play CFDs together. And and I'll go a step further. We'll give you free access to our NRMT program for a month. There you go. I want to see if people Damn. actually. I will see if people actually do this and become your friends on Facebook or on uh, Xbox. On Xbox. Let's let's put a cap on time so that if someone listens to this in like three years, I don't Fair. have to like go through a whole thing, Fair. right? And through the month there of September. There might be CFDs too by then. Through I don't the month like of the rest of September and October. If you message J Bird, if you J, J Bird J space B U R R D and then just message me back to basics. <laughs> I will fight on a pirate ship. I, I'm very serious about this game, so just be prepared for that. But I will I will join your pirate ship and help you win everything. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Interesting. All right. I like the stakes. Cool, cool, cool. Um, so why are you an expert in pirating? Why am I why are you here? Yeah. It's not really pirating. So my mine is more generally an experience in well, I'll put it this way. So I have three children. So I'm an expert in semen. (laughs) 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 So yeah, it's all right. Yeah. That's pretty gross (laughs) um all right so let's talk a little bit i want to highlight the importance here of medical emergencies on seafaring vessels in the golden age of piracy which was typically correct me if i'm wrong i believe it is 16 you got it written down here somewhere what was it 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 was 16 it should be right next page go for it i can't see anything with this i know 1650 to 1720 1720. the golden age of piracy that was a golden age to be alive in 1693 Something, what a life, <laughs> right? Exactly. Pirate's life. Well, first, let's let's kind of get rid of some of these tropes, okay? I'm wearing an eye patch. Chris is wearing an eye patch. If you're watching in in a video format, you can laugh a little bit about what we're wearing, but because it's, it's very definitely children's I, size. I'm very like can't see. <laughs> it is. I'm dizzy. I see spots. 100%. It's weird to have a patch, but here's a lot of people think, oh, you must have got like your eye chopped out or something with like the pirate's life and cutting. That is a that is a fallacy. Okay, this is interesting. Now, I did not know this. This is very this interesting. Is a legitimate article I read this in. So okay. like, and there was like another link to an article that like kind of proves the science behind it. But right. the suspicion because it's not proven. There's no firsthand accounts of 
eye patches being like a pirate thing. No, no firsthand accounts or like okay. the reasoning behind it. But the belief is that wearing an eye patch allows you to always preserve your night vision in your one eye. So how the eyes work is they adjust to light very quickly in seconds. But with darkness, it takes about 25 minutes to get your, your night vision good to go, turned on. It, it takes that much to adapt. Okay. So because privateers would have to constantly be traveling uh, above and below decks, and below deck it would get very, very dark, they'd need immediate night vision when they went down. So, and I'm going to demonstrate this on camera for those of you that are watching us, not just listening. What they would do is they'd take that eye patch, and as they went below decks, because they need to adapt quickly to that night to that night style, you know, that, that darkness, they would take their eye patch and they'd switch it to the other eye. Boom. I'm going to leave it there, actually. It's much... Are you looking at your right eye or your left? My right. I get way less dizzy looking on my right. Really? My left was effing me up. Okay. <laughs> anyway, they would switch that so that as privateers would go above and below decks, they would be able to adjust to the light and do the jobs that they needed to with optimal uh, ability. So it wasn't just like a preponderance of eye injuries in pirates. No. Which makes way more sense. Like, why did we think it was? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> do you know what I mean? True. But I never what knew that. What was the cause of all these eye and I find it extremely pirates. interesting. So the, they're in the article, it basically said, uh, are we sure? And they clicked on it and there's like, like ophthalmologists have basically like weighed in on it. And they're like, wow. yep, absolutely, that would work. Um, but pilots have said that's like, yeah, that, that makes sense. Like if you're blind, you can be blinded in one eye, but then you can, like from, from a light flash, but then you can switch to another. I don't know if that's Why like, would pilots? I don't know. It said, it said something about pilots in the article. And now I'm thinking like, <laughs> are they out there with, with an eye patch? <laughs> like in case? I, I don't know. I don't love that. I will tell you from personal experience in the past 20 minutes of wearing this, your peripheral vision is shot. Mm -hmm. It's, it's very horrible. confusing. I feel like I have glaucoma. Yep. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> it's very difficult to see with the sun. All right. Um, but yeah, so we'll just kind of knock that out of there. The other thing, peg legs and hooks. Um, a lot of people think, oh, they got their their arm chopped off, you know, so then we get the peg leg. Yeah, I'm sure there's cases. Um, but that's not the main reason that pirates were losing limbs. It wasn't necessary because of, you know, swashbuckling. Um, swashbuckling. It was mostly because of gangrene <laughs> gangrene <laughs> we're going to talk about what gangrene is right, yep. what, you know why it affects the limbs where else it can affect and then kind of treatment for that and then what they would do um on on the pirate ships to to try to treat that uh the other thing false teeth you know a common thing that like uh pirates have false teeth because they or they have really bad teeth nasty teeth sunken eyes that's true those are all symptoms yeah those are all symptoms of scurvy mm -hmm. which is a vitamin c deficiency which we'll get we'll into at about depth that as well um other things so other misconception stuff why does that pirate turn into a skeleton at night you know what i mean mm -hmm. why is that mm -hmm. pirate have gold encrusted into most of his body why does that pirate have uh like a volcano heart and flames pouring out of his eyes those wow. are all curses Okay. So it's not it's not anything medical per se. Uh the treatments would be more supernatural. Okay. So like the gold hoarders curse, the skeletal curse, ashen, um ashen curse. What's the other one? Uh, Athena's fortune mm. curse. Yeah, and we won't really those get into those things. today. Yeah, we'll probably do that ne maybe next year. Yeah. Or something. Okay. We'll talk about more treatment of that. But we're gonna talk about the legitimate medical conditions here. Mainly any input on the pirates' hatred of a flying little boy in green. Um so actually <laughs> if you have an answer <laughs> no bro 
there is this sick theory, and I think it might, I don't know, email us in and let me know, but the Peter Pan story. No one's going to know this. No, the original Peter Pan story, there's like a, like a theory that Peter Pan was basically like killing the, the children before they got too old. He wouldn't allow them to grow up, so he would murder the children. So that's why they were always young and they were the lost boys. And he grew older and older. That's why he was the oldest of them. He grew older and older and he killed the kids. So wait, Captain Hook was an escaped lost boy. And the pirates were escaped lost boys that then grew to full age. And and that's why they hated him because he was murdering all their brethren. Makes you look at Peter Pan in a totally different way. Yeah. I don't even know where you'd find that information. I don't know where I even heard that. I don't know if it was right. like this weird sixth fan theory that someone <laughs> like came up with. This is the kind of stuff I think about. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm or really... if it's like legit you know how sometimes fairy tales like have like pretty yeah. gruesome. I'm wondering if it might be that. Yeah. I don't know. So I'm if just, you guys know I'm just sorry I asked. Why don't we just yeah, move on no, it's just interesting another interesting <laughs> fact I pulled them today. So anyway, we're not gonna be talking about curses. We're gonna be mostly talking about gangrene, um scurvy. Scurvy, and then the uh, effects of yeah complications of non-aseptic technique in field amputation. I like it. Um, Perfect. So cool. not many would make it. So let's start with uh, scurvy, if scurvy. you don't mind. So scurvy. So interesting thing about scurvy is that scurvy was a condition that really wasn't even diagnosed as a condition for like a long time. Like pirates like had all these symptoms and it's just like, ah, classic pirate. You know what I mean? Like there was, there was no real diagnosis. We actually, so what we know now is that the condition scurvy, uh, which we'll talk about why pirates had it and, and probably other, some, sailor, <laughs> other sailors, pretty much. Well, and, and we still see it sailor. rarely in the United States today in developed countries, but we do still see it happen. I can tell you some examples of when and how, but um, it's a vitamin C deficiency. Uh, we didn't actually even, so vitamin C is also ascorbic acid. That's the other name for vitamin C. Uh, we didn't even really discover vitamin. We, we we knew scurvy was a condition and we knew it was caused by people not eating fruits and vegetables because that's where we get our vitamin C. Uh, we didn't really know vitamin C as the vitamin until like 19, the nineteen like 30s or something like that. Yeah. So like it's uh, like we didn't even know vitamin C was a thing. But we did know back in the day. And I was at, like this was not back probably in the pirates time, but we did know later on. Uh, citrus fruits specifically. That, yeah, citrus fruits. And then like, but C. really all... Fruits and vegetables carry vitamin C. Interesting is that humans are one of the only uh, like mammals that needs vitamin C from outside themselves. So most like mm. most animals and stuff like almost like make their own vitamin C, and we don't. We need fruits and vegetables to do it, which kind of makes sense because you don't really see like wolves out there like eating an orange. Yeah, it makes way more sense. <laughs> So I've always wondered yeah, two exactly. things. What's up with Peter Pan? <laughs> Second <laughs> thing. How come I've never seen an old a wolf peeling and eating an orange? Exactly. No, same page. Um, so, but no, anyway, so, so we, we need vitamin C from outside of our body. So we get that mainly through fruits and vegetables. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, well, which, what happened with pirate ships and exactly. other seafaring ships that were long-term citrus fruits, obviously specifically, because they're so high in vitamin C um, and vegetables will spoil in any long-term conditions, right? Mm-hmm. So they couldn't keep those. So mostly a pirate diet was typically just like bug-infested bread. Mm-hmm. So they'd get carbs, they'd get protein. Um, and I'm assuming too, like cured meats, things like that. But yeah, you can't get, meats yeah, you can't get, you can't get vitamin C from that. You also can't they could boil. fish. They could fish and pull fish to feed themselves. But I I'm assuming there's did. not any vitamin C. In. I've never seen that in a movie. That Why is that your basis of reality? <laughs> <laughs> Fair. It makes a lot, 
more sense that, a pirate that you would fish on your way to That's eat true. food and provide for yourself. That's true. But I don't think fish have vitamin C. Correct. All right, cool. Well, they definitely don't because we wouldn't have had scurvy. Right. So vitamin C deficiency. So what does it look like? Which actually is super interesting. I'll, I'll start I'll start out and I'll let you jump in with mm-hmm, signs and mm-hmm. symptoms. But mm-hmm. scurvy or vitamin C deficiency, one of the first thing you see, I think it's kind of funny. One of the first things you see is like people get irritable. Then I just think about pirates. <laughs> so yeah, they like were just all pissed all the time. General, generally good people. <laughs> just suffer from just a condition. It's not them. Exactly. So, but uh, what other kinds? So, other, other than that, so, irritability, yeah. mood uh, issues, pale and spotty skin, okay, sunken eyes, mm-hmm. missing teeth. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. And what the missing else. teeth is because is they get like the bone actually degrades. The the bone oh, degrades of their boy. teeth. They can get brittle bones too. Like their bones can actually get brittle. Okay. Um, and then also like another telltale sign is like bleeding gums. That's another like gingival issues. Okay. Yep. Gross. The reason is, and it's I'm not gonna I'm gonna take it I'm back sure to basics. Quite it's super microbiology. Right. Exactly. But for taking it back to basics, high point here. So vitamin C is involved in collagen uh, creation, specifically collagen type four which is the one that is used to build your blood vessels and your bone and your connective tissue. So the skin is affected, the bones are affected. So it's a connective vessels. tissue disorder, essentially. Exactly. And then all of a sudden, you look like you're cranky, a, monster, a monster. You're cranky, and you look like a monster, and people... I'll and tell you right now, you can't see shit. <laughs> you can't see anything. Because <laughs> right. your eye patch. Because exactly. the darn policies on your eye patch. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so that's vitamin C. To, now... Granted, like in developed, you know, in the developed United States, we don't see that often. That being said, we like other times where we've seen that as a big issue was during like the Civil War that we saw in American history. The Civil War scurvy was a big deal again. And actually, most recently in 2002 in Afghanistan, uh, because of issues with obviously like getting really? food. Like, yeah, we, we saw we started to see scurvy in Afghanistan. Like, Afghans or our people, like our soldiers. I think it was more. I think it was mainly Af- the Afghan population. Like okay. who was, yeah, because during that time we, we we could. I don't think it was our soldiers or anything that were having scurvy. Yeah, I was like, we couldn't what? get our soldier an orange. No, you just lost oh. your parrot. You lost Pete? your parrot. There. Pete, <laughs> Pete, the parrot. Pete, the parrot just fell off his shoulder. Um, no. So other thing, really quick, I want to throw in here because mm-hmm. it's super interesting. So I I don't want you guys to be like, oh, okay, this has nothing to do with me. I'm not an experienced pirate like Chris and Jason. Um, and also we don't see that in America anymore. You, where we do still see vitamin C deficiency deficiency is people with anorexia because they're, mal, you know, malnutrition anorexia. Mm-hmm. obviously like it does not, not exist in the United States that we have very so low social economic, like, you know, areas that don't get fresh fruits and vegetables. We can see it there. Uh, but anorexia, uh, people who are really old, so your elderly popula- population to begin to get these symptoms if they can't care for themselves or get the proper they're not eating, yeah. Yeah, they're not eating anorexia. And then um, alcohol. So I was going to say that alcohol abuse, right? Because they don't eat. That's mm-hmm. the problem. They don't eat. They just drink. And then they, like I said, they get malnutrition. So malnutrition kind of goes hand in hand with vitamin yeah. C or scurvy. Cool. Yep. Very cool. Yep. yep so yep. that covers scurvy. Cool. What's next? The other thing that we want to talk about is why do we got all these peg legs and hooks everywhere? And it's well, not because of swashbuckling or... Necessarily. I'm sure there has been cases, but right. um, I don't think our tourniquet response was dialed to in. par. <laughs> dialed in back then. So I would assume that if you lost a limb in a swashbuckle... I'm taking this patch off. I can't see I, I put mine over already. Yeah, it's uh, terrible. All right. Um, you just vomit on the table. <laughs> <laughs> So, but you did just lose your night vision. That, that's what's discouraging me is yeah. when I took it off, I could, 
I know you can't actually feel it, but I could feel my eye changing and being like, here it goes. Now all the lights cut off right now when someone come in to shoot us. There's nothing I wouldn't you be do. ready to respond. I would argue that even if you were a pirate and you had night vision, if someone walked onto your ship with a gun and started shooting, you not many places to go. Yeah, I would argue that as someone who has 860 hours in Sea of Thieves, <laughs> I know exactly how to handle that situation <laughs> because it happens daily to me. But fair, okay. Fair, okay. But no, no, go on about your expertise. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, gangrene is a condition uh, that kind of rots your limbs and that infection will spread and become systemic. The treatment of that, the pirate treatment, the pirate of treatment that is would be amputation before to remove the gangrene before it spreads. It makes so what sense. Is gangrene? So gangrene, there's lots of different types of gangrene. You hear about dry gangrene and wet gangrene and Fournier's gangrene and Jason's Fournier gangrene. Fournier's gangrene is Jason's gangrene. <laughs> Fournier's gangrene is is gangrene of like the pelvic like your region, your parts. Yeah, yeah. So if you can get like like deep infection to like your you know pelvic region, that's Fournier's gangrene. Can you? Can we just before? I know I'm I'm putting the car before the horse here, but can you just please confirm that we do not amputate genitals anymore if they have gangrene? So the treatment for Fournier's gangrene, if you have gangrene of your pelvic, is just deep debridement. So they'll <gasps> open up and like they have to. So, uh, so they just take um, a the green side of a sponge. What? You know how like the sponge has the yellow side that's soft, and then it has the green side that's real rough, and they yeah. just deprive. Well, no, they usually it's just surgical deprivement. So they cut it open and they oh, take okay. tissue out. That's cool. We're good. Don't get it. Wound Don't get it. How, prevention. Let's jump to prevention. How do you prevent it? <laughs> you prevent it by um, treating infection early. Cleanliness. Cleanliness. Treating infection early. Also, it makes sense that we would see this in the population that we're talking about today, which is pirates, is because. Um, environments rich with bacteria are usually like wet environments. So if you're like, I mean, the thing about like trench foot back in like World mm -hmm, War One, mm -hmm. it's the same thing, right? It's like you're, the tissue's like wet and soft. Trench foot is and, gangrene, isn't right? It, it is, yeah, yeah it's gangrene. Okay. But it, it happened to the trenches because they were like wading around in puddles all day. I'm assuming pirates on a ship in the ocean were probably wading around in puddles all day as well, yes. right? Yeah. So that would make sense that they would get infection. Now they were they were literally that's a that's a phrase like bilge rats. You know, mm -hmm. you went down into the the bilges which you had to pump out. It's the water that's just right coming right. in. Yeah. So there's and like it's filthy it's a, and smells, and there's dead rats in there, and there's live rats that chew at you. Wow, it's rough, man. It's rough. It's, it's a rough tough, life, but yeah, it's a rough life. Uh, the pirate's life is not for me. I think it's kind of. I would say. Having experienced 860 hours <laughs> of it, again, I can't emphasize enough that over a month of my life I have spent just playing this game. Um, I like it. <laughs> All right, fair enough. It's okay. But anyway, so yeah, so gangrene is, again, so it's really what gangrene is is a uh, a lack of blood flow, in a sense, to parts of your tissue that then become necrotic, and then bacteria grow and then you can get gas formation by gas forming bacteria that eat away at the tissue. So a, a bacteria prevents the blood flow to that area first. So you well, get an can, infection or it can be like yeah, it can be like infection that like causes localized infection and then spreads more like into the deeper tissues. Okay. So like one of the concerns like so when people come to the emergency department with like cellulitis, the reason we treat cellulitis is we don't want that infection to get penetrate the skin and get deeper. Another reason that bacteria is going to penetrate the skin is if you're in like a wet, soggy environment, which is like your foot's always wet in your boot because you're in the bilge, like that bacteria have more of a capability to like get in there. So yeah, so it's like, it's a, it's like an, it's an infection. It's a deep tissue infection. Okay. That's the way I would say it. a deep tissue infection is usually gangrene. Now you can get, like I said, and that's one of the differences between like wet gangrene and dry gangrene. Dry gangrene is usually like 
if you have peripheral vascular disease and you have lack of blood flow and then the tissue dies. I mean, like, there, so there's there's versions of gangrene. Does that make sense? Yeah, so it's but like, necrosis of tissue from lack of blood flow, but and, generated and, yeah. from a bacterial. Yeah, infection a lot of times, exactly. So, again, the only treatment would, well, nowadays the treatment would be debridement, where we, like, open it up and clear out the nasty tissue and then put on a wound vac and give them antibiotics and they don't lose their limb. Although we still do it. What is a wound vac? Explain that to our non Sure. Nurses. So a wound vac is basically like a uh, um, an aseptic sponge, right? And it, so if I take a chunk of your tissue out that's dead, I put this sponge there and it creates a negative pressure environment that kind of like sucks the air. A vacuum. That, a vacuum, that's, right. That's a a wound vacuum. Vac. Wound vac. So it's a vacuum in the wound that that helps, uh, it actually in, helps the body be able to repair that damage and, and, and prevents infection. And from prevents it. infection, exactly, yeah. exactly. So pirates didn't have that. No. So they would just chop off the leg or arm. Space pirates will, though. Space pirates? That's true. That's a whole different, I didn't even think about that. Anyway. We'll get to it. Anyway, um, so, they, so amputation would be the key. Now, I would assume that most statistically speaking, most pirates that required a field amputation for gangrene yeah, so that didn't get septic from the gangrene the, to start article, with. It's in the article. Okay, They right. talk about how they do this. They would assign the ship's surgeon, and later you find out that the surgeon is basically, it's not like they had like doctors on board or anyone with medical expertise. They would employ a carpenter to repair areas of the ship, obviously, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. multiple carpenters. So it would either fall to the carpenter because he had the saw or the cook because he would have... Butcher knife. Yeah, butcher knives. And they would basically just make them white hot, and then they would just saw through your whim. Here's what I... How did they know? I mean, does it obviously spread up the limbs? Yeah, so what you're so going to see is see something see, spreading, they're like, cut it off. Yeah, you're going to see black, green, like, draining tissue. Right? Oh. You know I mean, like, so... And, and that's the thing, is like, by the time it gets to that point, it's very likely that a lot of these people are septic. Are septic. So even if you did amputate, then you just got to hope that their body fights the rest of the systemic infection. I would yeah. assume that most pirates that had field amputations died. And they didn't. Yeah, they didn't make it a lot of times. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought you were going to say they didn't. And I'm like, and they did. They actually had a 100% <laughs> success rate of this surgery. No. no. So they heat it up, they chop it off, they tourniquet it, mm-hmm. and then they heat it up, they chop it off, and then if you survived the operation and the latter infection issues, right. then you would you'd get like the nickname Peg Leg, like Peg Leg Pete right, was... Yeah. He had a peg leg. Because I feel like it's like... But that was gangrene. Sur- it wasn't someone chopped his leg off. It was right, gangrene. Right. I, I would imagine you, you like it'd be like a, a prideful, like, you've got a hook hand because you, you survived, like, yeah. like gangrene and an amputation, and you're like... I, I, I would imagine you'd be kind of popular. I think you'd be more popular if you got your hand cut off in battle than just like, hey, you didn't keep yourself clean. Well, that's right. But I, but, <laughs> but, well, that's it's not that they didn't get like, I know, but as that, clean as they could the be. Dirty, right? The dirty aspects of of a ship all right, all right. obviously can Well, but look at it this way. You have a much, and this is also true, if you had a clean cut, like got cut and they tourniqueted it and like, you know, burned the end of wound so it would heal, you have a much higher chance of survival because you didn't have the bacterial infection first. Yeah. True. So, so is it a bigger more. deal? Like, so a oh, bigger you fire. lost your hand because someone cut it off. I'm a gangrene survivor. I survived gangrene and sepsis. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm just saying. So, that, and that's why they would heat up the blades, though, is because it would cauterize the wound as you cut it. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Yep. oh, rough stuff. That makes sense. That makes sense. So, show some respect the next time you see a pirate with a, <laughs> it's like a, 
It's a badge of honor. We should have, you know. Thank you for your service. We should have like a, t- a month where we wear a t-shirt of a certain color for those people yeah. for making it through. Pirates. Maybe like black. Red black. Maybe black. <laughs> Maybe black. Maybe black and white. I don't know. So last thing we wanted to talk about was, and this kind of, this kind of goes into what we were just, so, so aseptic technique in right. the risk factors area. We've kind of already hit on some of it. So the dangers of aseptic technique. Non-aseptic technique. Not, sorry. Yeah. The, the dangers of non-aseptic technique. So aseptic means it's not septic. Sepsis means the infection. So we're, we're basically doing things to make sure we don't introduce bacteria. Right. Right. This is actually kind of a, a something that we should pay attention to because I we know what aseptic technique looks like. We mm-hmm. know how to prevent infection and wash our hands. And like we probably don't do as good of a job as we should. Mm-hmm. Like the hospitals literally employ some. This is a, this is true. Hospitals literally employ someone to like walk around and like snitch on you if you don't wash your hands when you come out of the room yeah yep. yeah they're called snitches actually i think they're called nurse educators <laughs> I'm just, kidding, just kidding no but anyway like i said they, so like this like we don't do a good job of this yes. so what are the risk factors of not using well, aseptic out, yeah, outside the surgical suite in general it is very difficult to maintain aseptic. i mean it's hard in the ambulance That's when we're I, yeah. starting ivs Let's we're using aseptic technique right so how many of you out there have swabbed the arm the first go and poked and then pulled that needle and then used that same needle again. Now that might be like, you might be like, Oh, that's so horrible. But I'm telling you right now, I've seen it. Yeah. I haven't done it. I've seen it. Here's my favorite. How many of you have put on gloves, felt for a vein, decided that the glove is impeding your ability to feel a vein so drastically that you've ripped the finger off of that glove. And now you use your bare finger to tap for the vein. Then you don't wipe it and you start an IV. Why don't you just take the glove off? I don't understand. Like they, taking the finger right. off of that glove. Right. Yeah. So well, that and, is and not how many of you? Technique. How many of you are swabbing the top of a vial ampule before you draw medication? Uh, true. So that's something that that's huge. That's very important. And Make sure you swab because like, that, that needle is piercing through that. If right. there's germs on there, hey, guess what? They're on the needle and they're going to get into the patient. Right, right. So and little things is, like that. Right. And now in comparison, <laughs> in comparison to what we're talking about, and that's chopping off a leg in the bilge is someone who's septic without antibiotics. It seems like a small thing, but it's the small things that have to big things. And if you really want to be doing your patients and the healthcare community, the best service you can, you're not on a bilge. You're not in the bilge. You're not on a pirate ship. There's no reason we shouldn't be using a technique. Right. And again, it makes sense. Like we know these things and I think we've gotten better at some of them with COVID and stuff like that. And it made a difference, right? I mean, like, there's a reason we haven't seen like the flu very much, and like like all these other we have we've not been seeing a lot of other communicable diseases because of COVID. Now you could argue it's because COVID is the problem, it's the opportunistic, yeah, right. But also, oh, I think that most of us in the healthcare field would also argue that's because we're just doing a better job of yep. using hand sanitizer and putting our gloves on and washing, washing our washing hands, out, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. So, gotcha. The importance of a separate on a pirate ship, things that you can do: try to stay clean. Mm-hmm. Um, try to dry out when you can. You can get top deck if you're allowed top deck. So try to get top deck and dry out. Another th- interesting thing, though, and I don't know how this is relevant at all to any of us, but it is. So I'll just go. So <laughs> what? Well, I don't know. I don't know what you Interesting do with this. Intro, please. I don't know what you point. do with this information. Okay, but it is like medically related. People who, and this happened in World War One with trench foot, and this would happen on a pirate ship. I believe maybe is that actually you do more damage to the tissue if you like 
if it gets like it's like with hypothermia like if it freezes and then you dry and then you heat it up and then freezes again and heat it up and freezes yeah. again that actually causes more damage and it's similar not not as severe but similar with like it's wet and then you dry it again and then it's wet again and you dry it. You, you end up causing like more damage than so just, you're telling me keep my foot wet if well, i have trench foot keep it wet keep it dry keep it dry but i can't i went into the bilge well then dry it out and keep it dry for a quickly shifts do build shifts that's what i'm saying get dry when yeah yeah, yeah. don't let it yeah yeah that's yeah i'm not saying dry out your gangrenous foot that's all stopping what i'm saying dry before it becomes a problem right that's yeah maybe clean (laughs) but you know maybe keep your ship clean yeah use that bilge pump kill the rats (laughs) 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 i don't i don't know i don't know and also heat up your butcher's knife so that when you cut your friend's arm off Gangrenous arm off, it cauterizes the wound mm-hmm. and prevents potentially the spread of infection. Absolutely, hundred percent. And then also message. eat your eat your citrus fruits. Eat your citrus fruits. You're not a wolf. <laughs> eat an orange <laughs> exactly. every once in a while. Crack an orange open and eat it. Yep. Prevent yourself from getting scurvy. Perfect. I think we should probably be done. <laughs> I think this has been fun. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in on International Talk Like a Pirate Day. Hopefully, we gave you some great insights into the world of piracy and the medical challenges that they face. Um, if you ever find yourself on a pirate ship, uh, hopefully you now have some tools to, including a new ally, J space B U R R D. That's my gamer tag. You just have to message me back to basics. I'm on your ship. Got your back. Yep. And Dr. Sites will give you free access to our program because he doesn't believe anyone will message. That's, that's how I I'm going to, I'm going to make you cry. <laughs> with the kind of response I'm going to get from this. All right, we'll see. All right, guys, well, thank you for tuning in. Again, please go to guardiancme.com. Put in your name and email address if you're interested in hearing more about our 100% free CAPSI uh, platform that will be launching soon. Uh, more info to come on that. If you're going to be at EMS World in Atlanta, please come visit us. Uh, we will invite you out for a drink. So visit our booth at EMS Expo October 4th through 8th in Atlanta. Uh, introduce yourself. Mention the Pirate Podcast and we will give you an invitation to come drink some beers with us on us. All right? Cool. Have a great week, guys. Stay safe, stay clean, stay dry, but above all, stay sweet. Hey, guys, we hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you did, we'd love for you to check out the rest of our content at guardiantestprep.com. We specialize in preparing EMT, AEMT, and paramedic students for not only their school, but also the National Registry exam at the end. Enter EMT Test Prep with over 15 hours of videos, workbooks, question banks, and everything you need to pass. We'd love to have you get involved. Again, guardiantestprep.com. Check us out.